Hello and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast that is hosted by me, and it's episode 3, how about that? And on today's episode, I figured I'd give my thoughts finally on that uh, Top Gun movie. You know, it's kind of this underground indie hit. Uh, it was directed by some guy and starring some, you know, underground actor. I think his name is Tom Cruise. Alright, so yeah, Top Gun Maverick, one of the biggest movies of the year. It's It was amazing how, like, the hype for this movie. Not so much hype, the reaction to this movie, actually. You know, it's one of those rare instances where the hype to it was really not much of anything. You know, it was... Because it was a legacy sequel. It was a sequel made years later. When have those ever been any good? You know, just... the the sequel that's clearly just made to cash in on the nostalgia of the original. Very rarely do those ever turn out any good. And the trailers were not doing it justice. The trailers for this movie were just god-awful. Oh, god. I just... I remember being in the theater and just having to hear John Hamm's stupid fucking, like, Oh, Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell, let me... Let me be perfectly clear, you were not my first choice. It's just like, oh god, really, like, just the dialogue is so terrible in that trailer. And it's just like, ooh, we're doing Top Gun again. Like, oh, it's just, the trailers do not do the movie justice. And it was just, I was not expecting it to be any good. That's why I never made a video on it when it first came out, because I'm just like, there's no point I I just don't have any interest in seeing this. I already know it's going to suck. I already know... I have no nostalgic connection to the first Top Gun. Why would I want to watch a second one? And why would it be any good? Because they're never any good. These these legacy sequels, these sequels made years later, these reboot-esque kind of movies, just nostalgia baiting, they're never good. You know, as I've been saying for years now, when a movie ca- is when a movie's trying to you know, cash in on that nostalgia, no matter what it is, no matter if it's a comic book movie, if it's a Star Wars movie, if it's a fucking, just a legacy sequel of any kind, just, it's just not gonna be any good. Obviously, there are exceptions, clearly, because, you know, Top Gun Maverick, when it was first coming out, people were like, holy shit, this movie is actually really good. Like, not even just, not even just that, not even just really good, better than the original people were just going crazy for this movie and it's a couple months later people are still going crazy for it i saw this movie just a couple weeks ago and uh, at the time of me recording this and the theater wasn't packed but it was a there were a lot of people there and it was it was really cool it was really cool to have to be in a movie that's you know on its second month or a couple months down the line of its theater run and people are still going to see it that to me is really cool that movies like that can still exist like that's really cool um so as for the movie itself is it as really good as people say it is people just went wild for this movie They're, they were saying like oh it's the best thing ever it's finally a movie that can stand up to disney because it's not just a marvel movie that's making a billion dollars it's a hollywood blockbuster starring a very famous 
actor that anybody could recognize win for the little guy right (laughs) all right i'm gonna sound like a pretentious asshole when i say this but top gun maverick maybe a little overhyped maybe okay so in all honesty is it a good movie absolutely it is it is pretty good. It's a very, it's a good movie. It is a very good, very simple movie. It's inoffensive. It's fun. It's, it's very simple. Like it's not very challenging. You go in, you watch it. You're like, wow, what a nice, simple movie. And you just leave it at that. And I like it for that. I'm like, wow, what a, what a fun and simple experience that was. I was never challenged. I was never, I was never in any doubt that this movie was trying to do something different. It was just, hey, here's a Top Gun sequel with flying planes and Tom Cruise says words and Miles Teller is there. He has a funny mustache. Like, it's good. I just can't say it's great. I can't say I was ever blown away by anything. I mean, I was blown away by the effects. You know, the flying scenes were immaculate because they were really freaking good. But I can't say that I was ever wowed to say like, oh, this is the greatest movie ever. Like, this is this is a win for movies. This is a win for cinema. Like, this really sticks it to Disney. Yeah, apparently, like, people are calling this like, oh, it's you know, sticking up to the Marvel, uh, takeover of movie theaters. And it's like, it's a multi-million, it's another multi-million dollar movie. Yeah. It's not Marvel, but that doesn't really mean anything. It means literally nothing. Like It's just another, of course we've made a billion dollars. It was, it was released during the summer. It's a popular, uh, nostalgic IP it stars Tom Cruise, one of the biggest actors in the history of acting. Like, of course it was a big hit. Like, yeah, just because it doesn't have Spider-Man or uh, C- Captain America and it doesn't really mean it wasn't going to make a billion dollars. I mean, I'm shocked that it made a billion dollars because it's like, it's good. You know, it's, it's a good movie. So, of course, people are going to want to go watch it because it's fun. But, I mean... You know, again, like, it's a good movie, but that's it. It's a good movie. It's, there's really not much else to it. It just is what it is. It, it never is anything that spectacular outside of, yeah, great flying scenes. But outside of that, the rest of the movie's pretty standard. Not terrible, just standard, like, good I, I, thumbs up, very, very enjoyable time I had while watching it. And it's really interesting because people are saying like, oh, it's better than the original. And I've seen the original. I saw it to prepare for this movie. And I mean, it's funny that I think the original, I think I like the original a tiny bit more than most people. Whereas I like this one, maybe a tiny bit less than most people. But I like them about the same. I can't really say I like I prefer one or the other between the original Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. I they're pretty much just the same to me. Like they're literally just both a six out of ten. Like 
yeah, they're good movies. Not really anything spectacular, not really anything offensive either. They're just they're just good and standard. Would I watch them again? Absolutely. Just I just wouldn't go out of my way to watch them. I don't know why I would. I I, I just don't really care, you know? <laughs> I just don't care. I don't not care. It's weird to say. Like, I feel like because this movie was just such a gigantic hit, Top Gun Maverick was just such a gigantic hit, that I was expecting a little bit more. And I wasn't disappointed. I was like, yeah, this is a very good movie. A very good and solid movie. I had fun. It was never... I was never bored. I was never, like rolling my eyes groaning being like oh this sucks like no it was a very good movie it was a lot of fun and i would watch it again just not on my own volition i wouldn't go out of my way to watch it i wouldn't just be like hey you know what i feel like watching top gun maverick like if someone were to suggest it like hey do you want to watch top gun maverick i'd be like sure and that's basically my thoughts on the movie you know it's like I could talk about specifics like, oh, this and that, this and that. But at the end of the day, there's really not much to dissect with this movie. It just is what it is. It's a Top Gun sequel. It's a movie where Tom Cruise gets to show off how cool he is. And he is very cool. (laughs) He's Tom fucking Cruise. Of course he's fucking cool. You know, I never doubted that for a second. He, he's, he's flying planes. He's like, oh, I'm flying planes look at look at me young people look at me miles teller it's like yeah cool that's basically it like there's really not much i can really dissect with this movie i i i really just i like it i think it's good i think people saying it's the greatest movie of all time maybe overhyping it just a little but I mean, if you think it's really that great, awesome. Like, more power to you. I'm glad people enjoy this. It's, I I mean, it's similar to, like, my thoughts on The Batman earlier this year. How people were like, oh, this is, like, the greatest fucking movie ever. I fucking love The Batman. It's like, yeah, it's a good movie. I liked it. It I would watch it again. I just can't say I would return to it as often as other movies that I'm passionate about. You know, I agree that it's a good movie. I just wouldn't say I adore it as much. And even then, like, I like the Batman a little bit more than this one. Probably because I'm more of a Batman fan than I am a Top Gun fan. But still, even with all that, I still really enjoy Top Gun Maverick. I still enjoyed seeing it in a theater. You know, the flying scenes were immaculate on the big screen. That was awesome seeing. Just, like... It, it was really cool to see. It was, it was a, I will say that it was a movie I was glad I saw in theaters. I was debating whether I would wait until it was like out on Blu-ray or digital. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I watched it in the theater. Like that was freaking awesome to see. It was, it was the best flying dog fight battles that I've seen in a movie since Star Wars, which is very high praise because the flying scenes in Star Wars, the original trilogy are fucking fantastic. Like the, the fucking Death Star battle, like chef's kiss. And these are good too. These are, these are awesome as well. So 
Would I buy Top Gun Maverick on Blu-ray and add it to my collection? No. <laughs> yeah, it does seem weird that I would praise this movie, say, like, it's a good movie, and then be like, eh, I don't really feel like owning it. But, like I said, I'm not really passionate for it. I can't really say this is a movie that I was blown away by, that I was like, oh, I, I need to see it again. I don't need to see it again. I don't need to see it again. Will I watch it again? Probably. Just, again, not really because I want to, but probably because I just so happen to come across it. And I don't own the first Top Gun on Blu-ray because I'm not really passionate for that movie either. So, and like I said, I pretty much see those two movies on the same level, so I don't really see why I would own them. I'm not really passionate towards either of them. I don't hate them. I don't dislike them. I don't love them. So I don't really see the point in owning them on Blu-ray. Just to just, just to just, like, you know add dust being in that collection. I mean, that's the point of this. That's the point of this podcast is I'm going through movies. And if a movie just doesn't click with me in any like really impactful way, then I don't see the point in owning it because it's just going to sit there and do nothing for years and years. So Top Gun Maverick highly recommend if you haven't watched it yet. I mean, if you haven't watched it yet, I, you're, I don't know how you're even keeping up with movie news nowadays, but absolutely 100% totally recommend it. Go watch it if you haven't, but it's not one that I would say I'm that passionate towards and that I would own on Blu-ray, but oh well, time to actually clean out my collection with uh, today's other movie. A movie that I own on DVD that I watched to see if I would uh, have any interest in keeping it. Um, and it's a movie from 2010. Wow, 2010. <laughs> okay. And it's From Paris with Love, starring John Travolta and Jonathan Rhys Myers. Rice Myers? I don't I don't actually care um so I'll, I'll read the box i'll read the back of the box i think i should start doing that i feel like i feel i feel like that'd be interesting so let me let me read the back of this box james reese jonathan reese myers personal aide to the u.s ambassador to france is secretly moonlighting as a low-level cia operative looking for more action reese accepts a job that teams him with wisecracking special agent charlie wax john travolta a trigger-happy loose cannon sent to Paris on a mission of international importance. Now, Reese finds himself on the wildest ride of his life as the new partners pull out all the stops to annihilate the enemy in this explosive, white-knuckled, non-stop thriller. Uh... Yeah. Pretty much... That's pretty much what it is. Um... I guess that's the nicest way of putting this movie. Uh, yeah, from Paris with love. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely an action movie that was directed by the guy who directed Taken. Uh, and if you don't like Taken, uh, <laughs> you're not going to get much out of this. Um, I remember liking Taken. Uh, 
I thought it was a good movie. Not really anything spectacular, but for what it was, just being a, a simple, not really all that special action movie where Liam Neeson does action stuff. It's like, yeah, it was good. It was exactly what it advertised. It didn't really deviate from the norm. <laughs> Same as Top Gun Maverick. It was just like, yeah, it was what it was. From Paris with Love, um, you know, it's 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 a product of its time. Let's start with that. It is a very 2000s, early 2010s action movie where it's it's banking on its special it's banking on its action scenes it's banking on its star power and not much else you know it's it it's banking on John Travolta carrying the movie and oddly enough he does because <laughs> John Travolta is a fucking maniac who will just do whatever the fuck he wants and it's not always hilarious results like with Nicolas Cage but John Travolta has his special little performances. Battlefield Earth, uh, The Fanatic. I haven't seen The Fanatic, but I've seen plenty of reviews. Uh, and I feel like this should be within those kinds of movies. At least his performance. John Travolta is definitely the highlight of this movie. Let's, let's be real here. That's what the movie was banking on. That's what... Th- that's what happens with the movie. He is the highlight of the movie. Charlie Wax is just this nutball of a character. And it's really funny. Like, every scene that he is in, I'm 100% behind. I'm like, this guy is nuts. This guy is an asshole. He is despicable. If I knew him in real life, I would hate him. He is the only reason that this movie is not entirely worthless. He is so hilariously just crazy and just does the most insane shit and the movie rewards him for it so basically the the whole story is that jonathan reese myers is investigating this 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 drug bust they're basically just look running around paris trying to find these like drug dealers and then they come across this whole conspiracy to cause a terrorist attack at some France, US, African aid summit, whatever. And uh, unsurprisingly, because this is post 9-11, the villains are all Islamic terrorists. And it's about as what you would expect from a post 9-11 2000s Hollywood portrayal of Islamic terrorists in that it's very Islamophobic. Um, and I'm not just saying that it's Islamophobic because, oh, Muslims are the bad guys. That means uh, that it's Islamophobic. Like, every Muslim character in this movie is a terrorist. So, it's like, that's uh, not really that great. <laughs> it's not, like, and I'm, I don't, like, I'm not even kidding. Every Muslim character, every character that is like, every character that has brown skin, every character that clearly just the filmmakers are like, oh, this is what a Muslim looks like. Like that's every one of every type of those characters in this movie 
turns out to be a bad guy. Turns out to be just, uh, just the worst kind of like, oh, I, I hate America. I'm going to blow up everything because that's what my God tells me to. It's like, oh, God, like, oh, it's like, oh, it's, it's very, very collar pulling. Like, you're just like, like I, how long ago did this come out? Like, uh, only 12 years at this point? It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, God. It's embarrassing. It, honest to God, is just so embarrassing to watch and you're just like oh god it's uh, and obviously not every second of of this movie is just like oh all muslim people are terrorists it's just like it's, it's i mean they do give some chance to some very racist portrayal of asian people so you know everybody's getting hit with the stereotype stick so but but the movie never it feels like a parody of this kind of stuff because the Asian characters are very stereotypical. The, as I said, the Muslim characters are very stereotypical. John Travolta's like this very trigger happy, gun toting American stereotype. Jonathan Reese Myers is like this wormy white guy stereotype. Uh, all the French people are stereotypical French people. Like every person in this movie is a stereotype, but it's not done so in a parody kind of way it's done so for seriousness like i guess maybe for laughs but also just because the movie takes itself seriously it's like no this is this is this is what people are like it's like uh no <laughs> it's oh god it's like it's so it's so baffling to watch that a movie just treats these things unironically the main twist of the movie is that Jonathan Rhys Myers, his girlfriend, his Muslim girlfriend, who I, I didn't even realize was Muslim because I think the actress is Polish, but I guess she's supposed to be a Muslim French woman. She turns out to be a terrorist. She's like, she's, she's like, she like reveals herself to Jonathan Rhys Myers. And it's just like, years ago i realized my faith and i'm like oh god oh god Ugh. and she's like i know what i must do i must blow up this this summit so i could please my god it's like oh oh god you're hurting me with your with your stereotypes movie just when this movie's not on John Travolta, it's insufferably boring it is so boring because well first of all Jonathan Reese Myers boring fucking main character he's just like oh i want to be a cia operative but then he's also like scared as he's like trying to be a cia operative with john travolta it's just it's just like ugh, i've seen this before it's so lame it's so unbelievably lame to just watch him like just be this wormy bureaucrat guy he's just like oh this isn't part this isn't the way that we're supposed to do it this isn't by the book and you know, John Travolta's like, oh, I'm a little unorthodox. It's just like, oh, God, it's, it's, I mean, anytime John Travolta's chewing the scenery is just, it's something. I, it's, it's something. This movie is just full of characters who are just bulls of oatmeal just walking around blandly. And then John Travolta comes in with a little bit of flavor and it's something. It's not much, but it's something. He's the only reason that I watched through the movie and I was like, all right, it's not entirely worthless. The cinematography is garbage because it's the shaky cam 
early late 2000s bullshit uh, like I said, it's incredibly Islamophobic by just painting every Muslim person as a terrorist. So, <laughs> um, and even the action is just, it's not even really that amazing. Like I, I remember occasional things. I remember occasional shootouts. I remember when John Travolta throws a, throws a bomb outside of a window and it lands on a car and it explodes. Like that was a cool scene, but you know, it's not enough for, to make me say, like, this was an amazing experience. It was not funny bad. Like, and I wish it was. John Travolta giving this hammy performance belongs in a funny bad movie. I want to see him act like this in a movie that understands that it's funny bad. That understands that it's not, like, that it's not some grand that it's not, that it's not some serious action movie that it's not some allegory for or not really allegory just straight up saying like oh, all muslim people are terrorists like like no like just stop stop trying to be stop trying to 2000s st- stop trying to act like a 2000s movie movie like uh, ugh, it's enough enough all right we get it it's like be funny bad i wanted it to be funny bad but it wasn't it was just bad bad it was just boring bad because like i said any scene that didn't have john travolta was insufferably boring it was just it was just the worst it was just i don't care every time he wasn't on screen i was like i don't care go back to john travolta shooting people and acting like a dick like yeah he's a fucking horrible person but at least it's something like at least i got something out of it like he's just being this terrible person (laughs) it's just like it's so stupid but Oh god, it was so funny. Uh what a what a what a what a boring boring movie that just has very questionable morals, just the most awful cinematography. And on top of that, this DVD, it's a DVD. It's a DVD made of a movie from the 2010s. And you can tell because it's so and this isn't really the movie's fault, but this is something that bugs me about DVDs now. Obviously, because Blu-rays were and are now more common, but DVDs aren't entirely dead. You know, when VHS tapes were being phased out, it was because DVDs had really, like, crashed the VHS market. Like, DVDs were, like, the next big thing. And so then Blu-rays came along, and they were like, oh, they were going to overtake DVDs. But they didn't. You know, that's why they still make DVDs to this day is because Blu-rays didn't entirely take over the DVD market. And so you still get movies that are made on DVD. Um, And it's just... And this DVD is so crappy. You know, the the quality itself on the disc is fine. I'm not really a big snob when it comes to quality on the disc. But just the box is just so lame. It's so it's so thin, and it does that it does that thing that I can't stand. So the box has like the recycling logo inside cut out, and so then you get like this thin, flimsy box that's just like yeah, you can hear it. It's just it, it's so flimsy and weak and crappy, and you just like God, it's just who cares and this 
th this poster is just so stupid. Like the the cover of this DVD is just so stupid. It's just John Travolta, Jonathan Rhys Meyers, and then like a blood stain in the back with like bullet holes, and then it says "From Paris with Love." It's just like, and then you get go to the back, and there's like blood stains and explosions, and it's just like. Who who cares? Like, what what am I looking at? It's just it's just generic action movie, whateverness. I don't. It, it's just so lame, and I honestly just do not care for it. I don't like it outside of John Travolta's performance. It's not worth it. It's not worth keeping. Yeah, if you couldn't tell, if it was more funny, bad. If if. John Travolta's hammy performance, like, if the movie actually reflected his hammy for her performance and the movie was a lot funnier, then I would be like, you know what, this is worth keeping just for, like, the sheer wackiness of it all. But it's not. It is so unbelievably lame. It is so tiresomely bor boring. It's, it's nothing. It, there is nothing to this movie. It's, and it's a crappy DVD. It's gone. It's gone. It's I'm not keeping it. So uh, that about does it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for just tuning in and hearing me ramble about a couple of movies. One that's really good that I don't want to own and another that's not very good that I also don't want to own. I swear someday I'll come across a DVD or Blu-ray or a VHS tape that I own that I want to keep, but... You know, that's that's what this show's all about. You never know with some of these movies. You never know if I'm going to keep it or if I'm not going to keep it. That's that's just one thing that we'll all discover, even myself. I don't even know yet. So, again, thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next time. Yeah.